This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m. You're on Reality Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Remember, you can send me a text, please do, 2057, or an email, inbox at realitycheck.radio. That's my reward, hearing from you. Now, a lot of people complain, get upset, get outraged, talk about it. Our next lady is the very wonderful Ali Cook, who doesn't just get outraged, doesn't just talk about it. She is a doer, and she is to me, clearly, a force of nature. You recall we've interviewed Ali before about her uh, vax-injured son, now 27, 18 months, and he's still suffering bouts from that dreaded jab. Uh, he's back truck driving, and he's on a medical protocol to improve his health. You'll recall that Ali did the wonderful job of getting uh, the petition uh, to Parliament, and we're going to have an update on that. But also, Ali is promoting the movie, the movie to see this year. So we want to talk to her about not just that movie, but the two movies uh, that are out. Ali, good morning. Good morning. Actually, there's a number of movies out, and isn't it wonderful? Oh, that, um, God, we have so wonderful. So much it, art, and artisans actually putting their work out to, um, you know, tell the story of what's happened to us in the last few years. So, and you know great. how we always say things in New Zealand per capita. You know, we're X in the world per capita because we're always small. I reckon our protest was the best in the world. I reckon I think, so too. I, I, I mean, I loved it. Captured my imagination. Those big trucks traveling across America, across Canada, across the plains and through the hills. That was just beautiful, and that horrible man Trudeau. But here in New Zealand, our protest was bigger, and per capita. But it was never properly told because the media shut it down. But we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We've got to stop and back up the truck. How's your son getting on? Yeah, he's, um, I mean, he's back working again and all that sort of thing, but he still has the bouts. So he still has bouts of chest pain where he has to run back to more anti-inflammatories. He's luckily not been back in hospital. Like his last hospital visit was was Christmas. So he's not been back in hospital, but we've got him on a, on a regime um, from our very good um alternative doctor that's uh, got him on a regime that seems to be keeping it at bay as long right. as he keeps taking that. Do the, does it officially recognised by the, I don't know how it happens, by the health system in writing that your son is injured by the jab or is it just he's injured and no um, one knows? Well, we're in the process of um, going for ACC because I said to him, you know, even though he's still working and he doesn't need compensation, I mean, to be able to get it to see a cardiologist, uh, right now ACC has not turned him down. They've just asked him if he's seen a cardiologist and he's still ma- he's still waiting 18 months later to see a cardiologist. So, Because cardiologists um, are quite busy right now, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I wonder why, Rodney. I have a very good friend who's vaccine injured. Doctor says it's vaccine injured. Injured. She was boosted to the wazoo, and she can't get to see a cardiologist after eighteen months. She had a heart attack, young woman. Yeah. And um, oh my god. And and um, oh well. Can you say this to your son? We 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 give him all the best. Oh and yes, I the, thank the you. The good. The good Christians 
who try to be good Christians listening and me myself trying very hard to be a good Christian, we he will be in our prayers tonight. Thank you. Thank because, you so much. It's um, really appreciated. Yeah. Um, now, you are a force of nature. We've got to run through the list. Tell me where you are with your great parliamentary petition, which I wanted to sign twice but knew it wouldn't help and signed <laughs> once, but I tried to get as many people as I could to sign. So tell me where you are with that wonderful petition. So the submission's closed, and then I uh, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, heard back finally because I was just like, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? And obviously the staff had gone through it. So they came back with a whole lot of things that I have to remove or they're asking me to remove and asking me to change. Um, Now, obviously there were things like where I'd slipped up and left a doctor's name in there. So I've gone. and Now, these are in the submissions. These are in the submission. So no, no. part of the submission is 200-odd stories of vaccine injury. And, of course, some of the people in those stories have referred to a doctor by name yes. or a, a small medical clinic by name, and I've had to take those names out. That's fine. They sent me back, I don't know, about 80 of them that I had to do, and I've just finished them this minute as I'm talking to you. But also there were other interesting things, like to use uh, Kirsten Murfitt's uh, document, Q&A document, I had to have her permission to use it because it's copyrighted. Um, and I had to have copyright permission from Guy Hatchard to, re- to um, re- you know, to use some of his research. So, of course, I've got the permission from them, but silly things like that. Um, another one was they wanted me to remove about Dr. Legros. Um, calling Casey Hodgkinson a scam in the press, which I'm point blank. Uh, they called it an accusation. I said it's not an accusation, as you'll see by Casey's case file and her number where she's put her submission in, um, it, that she's actually diagnosed by cardiologists and neurologists as being severely vaccine injured. Um, and therefore, it's not an allegation that he went into the press and referred to her as a scam and that article in the mainstream media was used over and over again. Um, So it was used repeatedly referring to her as a scam when she's in fact a young 24-year-old woman who's severely vaccine injured. And I refuse to remove it. And I refuse to remove um, who he works for because he has gained millions of dollars of funding money for the vaccine. And it is totally relevant to my uh, asking for an official inquiry in, into mm. this vaccine, so I will not remove it. So I've, I'm going to go back and tell them that I will not remove. And who is this gentleman? Uh, he's the head of the Maligan Institute and head of the Vaccine Alliance for New Zealand. Okay. So, and okay. he called he called her a scam in the paper. I mean, wow. I I hope that one day some lawyer actually steps up to the plate and takes uh, stuff for defamation for that because it's a clear case of defamation. In wow. my mind, when someone calls up, calls you a scam. <laughs> well, I can give they... you a su- I can give you a suggestion here. Um, if if it comes to it, take it out, right? And um, because you want it to proceed, and then you ask to be heard, and then say it. Yeah, it's another way. But at the end of the day, it's just a screenshot of something that is in the public. The other thing they asked to remove all the names off, which somebody is doing for me now, um, well, hopefully the lovely Linda Fortin's got a a helper, um, is someone captured all 400 comments that were removed from Jacinda Ardern's page when she posted up about, hey, has anyone had a vaccine injury? Ah. 
right? And so <laughs> yeah, someone, I some didn't smarty, know this. Some I didn't know this. No, you got to back up the truck. Jacinda Ardern, yeah, during her, the whole thing, Facebook her, page, yes, she posted up, yeah, she posted up has, yeah, she posted up has anyone had a vaccine injury, and of course, it went mad on her no. Facebook page. No, I did and, not know this. And her admin were removing the posts of serious vaccine injury no. as quickly as they were going up, but there were several people sitting there on their computer, refreshing and screenshotting, refreshing and screenshotting. And they got oh all of the God. vaccine injury stories of all of the people who were going, hey, you're lying. It's not just a sore arm. I've been in hospital and yada, yada, you know. So there was all these there was all these things. Well, someone caught all 400 of them, right? Now the, the, t- the petitions committee has asked me to remove uh, they're, they're identifying, you know, so remove their name and their, um, you know, their little, their little, yes. what do you call it, profile shot, you know, on the on the comments. But that was public information, right? Correct. It's actually been put up publicly. They've willingly put it up publicly. So but that they've, the only person that's protecting is our dear leader. Correct. So, um, so anyway, I'm going to comply with that. We're going to remove the little names. Of course, we have the copy with all the names there, but. But I'm going to remove all the little names and little you, pictures. I can't tell you it. how much I can't tell you how much I love you. <laughs> no, well, I'm just not going to let them get away with it. Oh man, um, and I didn't know about this. It's being referred to a committee, a petitions committee. Yes. So what's um so what's happening now is the staff because it's fourteen hundred and forty pages big, right? <laughs> it's, actually, <laughs> it's actually huge, right? So I guess the staff have had to go through it. Then they've come back to me and said the petitions committee won't allow that. They won't allow that. They won't allow that. They probably won't allow that. It's the staff's opinion, of course, not the petitions committee opinion, of course. But this work has held it up from going before the petitions committee. So I'm just about to slam it back at them. Um, and uh, with all of the changes that they wanted and the things removed, and I've just got to refer to it in the documents now where I've referred to the file name, I've rechanged the file, send them all the new replacement file numbers for the ones that um, where there was a, a doctor mentioned or something like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, they. I mean, they're just, yeah. They're picking you know holes. what I, mean, I love? They asked. They asked for the for me to get permission on the Lazarus report. Okay, like oh. that is a report that was done, I think, in two thousand and eleven. It's the only report in the world, um, only peer reviewed study that that studied um, the VIRS reporting system that showed that only one percent of vaccine injuries were ever reported. reported. Okay, so I referred to it and I gave them a copy, but because I gave them a copy. They've said, oh, no, you haven't got the copyright from the authors of the Lazarus Report. And I'm like, "Um, well, actually, um, if you go here, (laughs) it's actually... it's actually on the Department of <laughs> the US Department of Health Services Agency for Health Research and Quality, and it's available online right here. <laughs> Do you know how much I love you? I love this because they don't look, I sort of know these people and they don't know who we are. And yeah. so that was why they totally misread the protest and they've totally misread you. Because you can imagine Parliament getting hundreds of petitions 
and then people put it in, they get all enthusiastic, and then they just get tired and give that's up. That's what they think. That's what they and, think I'm going and, to do. And yeah. any normal person uh, on a normal issue of great concern and grave injustice would have long ago given up. But it's like the protest. This is not ordinary political activists who are doing it for the cause. This is something very deep to us. Yeah. Well, in my case, um, in the music industry, I have certain, because I've been in the music industry all my life, people call me Tenacity Girl. That's actually my nickname. Oh, boy. (laughs) You do not (laughs) want Tenacity Girl on your case. You don't want Tenacity Girl on your case because I just never give up. I'm like a dog with a bone. And um, so anyway, I'm going to get that finished and I'll push it back into them and they won't like it very much, but, you know, so then it I'm goes, going to keep pushing. Then it goes to Parliament. Then it goes then, to the Petitions Committee. Yes, then. the Petitions Committee, yeah, and then committee. they okay it. Well, they report then, on it. They report on it. They do one of two or three things. They either refer it to the Minister they make a report on it, um, yeah. or they refer it for further. Yeah, they refer it for further uh, comment. Right. So, I mean, I'm just going to push it along. All I ever wanted is for all of the stuff to go up where the public can see it on the government website. That's, well, what's, that was I mean, my aim. Having two hundred, yeah, having two hundred stories of the vaccine injured is a book. Oh, yeah, uh, and 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 like the other and, thing, i got to tell you this, where there's a third party, I had to go get the third party. So if it's a mum talking about a 13-year-old, oh, I had to go get the permission from the – so Linda's just, you know, said, well, yeah, all these people have given permission, you know, because she deals with these people every day. This is Linda know. Wharton. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she's helped with with getting the submissions in. But I, I put in there back to them. I said, oh, we've got permission from the third party, except when the third party has been killed by the vaccine, then they can't give permission. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just, I've I'm just, just been reading. I, I shouldn't laugh, but you no, know, I'm actually, I'm actually been... showing what a joke they are. They're a joke. I've know? just been reading about in the face of terror. It's a human response to joke and laugh because it gets you through. does. Because I think if you wouldn't, you'd cry, you know? Yes. And so you'll be sitting in um, World War I, a trench in the Somme, and um, going it's over like the a top. Joke. And they'd be telling farting jokes or and all laughing hysterically. And... Um, you just doing that. I just read this last night and I thought it's how odd. And then I thought, actually, I have been in situations where you are very nervous and worried and concerned and you end up all of you joking and yeah. uh, even joking about a friend's death, you know, like old Freddie and what happened to him. Um, oh my goodness. Well, this is going to be amazing. I mean, the, the 200 cases all in one place, all on the parliamentary record, all read into the parliamentary yeah, record. And, and all of things like Kirsten Murphy's, you know, yes. long, very long, um, you know, Q&A document that refers to all sorts of stuff online. Yeah. Um, Sue Gray with her yes. wonderful OIAs from the Ministry of Justice actually yes. showing that they, that, that, that the policymakers absolutely knew that it did not stop transmission, and they were telling the Ministry of Justice was telling the policymakers, "You can't bring this in; it breaches the Bill of Rights." 
because there is no evidence whatsoever that this stops transmissions and mandates are based on transmission. They were told, they knew, it's in the OIAs. Oh my goodness, how wonderful are you? And I can't wait to read these Facebook notes. Can you imagine <laughs> oh, it? Can you imagine? I'll send it through to you. So can you, can you I'll read them out. Can you imagine the Prime Minister of New Zealand, stupidly, I guess, puts up on her Facebook page, oh, let me know if any, if you're vaccine injured and blow me down. I mean, that was given her position a stupid question. I mean, all she needed to do was look at our, our reporting system. Blow me down. When people start doing it, she's, as her staff, busily removing. I mean, that is horrific. That uh, is what did her post say? Her, her original post um, said, I was reading some research today on why people have chosen not to be vaccinated and protect themselves against COVID-19. One of the common is that they're worried about side effects. So let's talk about that. Like all medicines, you might experience some mild, mild side effects one to two days after your vaccination. Like a heart That's attack. Normal. Yeah. Most effects don't last long. For me, I had a sore arm on my first dose and it reminded me of a tetanus jab. I felt a little bit weary on the second, but not for long. If you're worried about side effects, why not reach out to someone and let them know uh, that you trust about the vaccine um, and ask how they felt or talk to your GP. You'll also find more here. Let's talk about side effects, right? So that's what she posted. And What date was, was that? Um, hang on a second. I shall look for the date for you. She posted that on her page. Oh, it just says five hours ago where it's screenshot. Okay. So maybe it maybe it hasn't actually we'll got find the, out. I'll just have it. We'll I'm find gonna out. look but into I, that. I've got the uh, yeah, and it had um thirteen hundred and forty-six shares, and then it is just absolutely filled with people talking about heart attacks and family members dropping dead straight up. Well, she can't right say there. she hasn't been told. And what happened was her her staff, there must have been a heap of them at computers which are sitting there <laughs> deleting them. But little do and they know that <laughs> And Facebook helping. And there's Kiwis sitting there screenshotting it, screenshotting that then it disappears, screenshotting it, then it disappears. So they were just sitting there refreshing, refreshing and grabbing those comments before Jacinda Ardern's people took them down. So they, so I've got the document of all the ones that were not taken down, that were, you know, that were taken down by her people. So, you know, so it's just so, you know, I don't know how long they can keep telling their lies for. The um, level of duplicity in just that example, I mean, it's horrific to me. It is It is absolutely horrific. And, it, and I mean, yeah, it's sort of similar to what we've talked about with, with the movies. Um, you yeah, know, no, let's get on to the movies. Only, let's get on to the movies because we'll lead into that from that, yeah. is that they said there was only a few thousand people at the protest, and that's what the movie's like, We Came Here for Freedom, and as you will see in River of Freedom, which has got a few surprises, particularly at the end, and I'm not going to tell you them, but it's it's a different movie to We Came Here for Freedom. Um, but they they show you those pictures going from Cape Reinga and Invercargill, those images coming to the protest, and every overbridge is just 
filled with people. There's towns and people coming out onto the sides of State Highway 1 all the way down it. They were people who didn't go to the protests, but they were willing to come to their gate and put, you know, hold their sign up and wave and, wait. and everything and wait for the convoy to come past. And today I've, I go up and down the State Highway sometimes with my son in the truck and those signs are still out in rural areas wow. in New Zealand. They're still out there, you know, no mandates and stop three waters. And people were putting those signs out on their properties. You know, they're actually clearly that's the property owner, you know, some are on the mm. fronts of houses and, and on the fronts of fences and they're still there. And so, you know, they really underestimated us. They underestimated Absolutely. how many of us disagree with them and mm. um, they underestimated the size of the protest. Um, and there are a lot of people who willingly took the jab but opposed the mandate. Oh, I'm I mean, meeting I, more and more now who um, I, actually I, la last night a friend of mine is going to there's, – there's actually a protest that's happening on the 28th of September, which is the same date that the big UN conference is having at government. So there mm. is actually um, one that's happening then. And my friends were coming, and one is and one is non-vaxxed, and the other one, he was an old friend of mine. And I said, "Oh, is he on our side?" And he said, "Oh, he got vaxxed, but he's never felt the same. So he he now is on our side." So well, what well, you've I, got is, is yeah. those people now that are going. Wait a minute, I've been crook ever since. I've not felt right. I've got no energy. I've not felt the same since I had it. You know, I've been duped. And so there's a lot of people like that now. Well, I, I have think. a dear, a very dear friend who lives in Wellington who willingly took the jab. And I don't even know if they regret it. They've had no side effects. And they went every day to the protest. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Um, and that's important because for her, she was happy with the jab totally unhappy with if you don't take it you'll lose your job yeah and, well, uh, you know and it's like i i don't i don't even have a them and us in my head now to me it's the government and the opposition versus us that's because right it's the same thing i think of it i always got to pull myself up because you see this all the time when you oppose men going into girls toilets you're told you're anti-trans, and you actually start to believe it. I couldn't. I I, I support trans people. When the, when you oppose co-governance, you're presented as anti-Maori. Well, we're not. I'm not anti-Maori, and there's a lot of Maori that oppose co-governance, right? But they do it to divide you. And yeah. then when they when they brought the mandates in, it was like. You were either anti-vax or pro-vax, and the majority were pro-vax. No, um, I have nothing against anyone that chose to get the um, vaccine. My beef is with our government, and the government and the opposition to rule over us love to divide us. And there's no yeah. division there. There, there. There's no division between Maori and non-Maori. There's no division in, in, in our communities between those that had the vex and those didn't. We've got upsets that we've got to work through because some of us were treated rather harshly exactly. by friends and colleagues. It's, but we'll, we will work yeah. through that. Our it, argument yeah. is with our government and our parliament and our bureaucracy that cheated us, all of us. So um, 
Anyway, it's divide. Maybe. It's divide and conquer, though, Rodney. Yes. That's what it is. They yes. started with the, you know, they started with the mandates and the vaccines. So it's an us and them. They're yeah. dividing Māori and Pākehā. Yeah. They're dividing gay and straight. You know, yeah. like they've been doing this. Now you think yeah. back to our childhood. You know, I went to lay girls. I had gay friends. Nobody yeah. cared. You know nobody what I mean? Cared. Like nobody, like there was no problem. I had Māori friends. I've just been on the road with the New Zealand Highwaymen, a perfect yeah. example of four yeah. men in their 70s and 80s, two Māori, two Pākehā, who work together, who've worked yeah. together all the time as musicians, who don't care about the colour of each other's skin. No. We didn't act. Actually, New Zealand had the least racist country until this came along. That's right. Two years ago. We were actually the best in the world with our with our indigenous relations with our people, mm. you know. And this whole co-governance thing—it's like co-governance has become like anti-vax. It's become yeah. a it's become a trigger word, you know. Māori have been doing having iwi monitors on, you know, uh, subdivision sites for for fifteen years, you know. Yeah. Like Māori have been in council helping with local decision making. To pretend that all of a sudden there's a, oh, yeah. so they're scaring people on one side by this whole trigger word of co-governance, and then they're pushing that all a bit hard that way rather than we're one people, but yes, we accept the Māori side of things. We need to not muck around with burial grounds, or if there's a subdivision there, That's we've right. got to respect that. All those things were all in place. And they've making this division thing, and um, well, we've got I, to not let them divide us. That's I feel what we've got to do. I feel the same about kapahaka in the schools, and also the use of tereo in the schools. So I was very happy with kapahaka and kids having the opportunity to learn it. I'm very happy for kids to have the opportunity to learn tereo. Why? Well, it's a big part of New Zealand. A lot of a lot of yeah. our place names, a lot of our history. And um, you can learn an Irish jig. You can learn the haka. I'm fine with that. But what's happened now is the kapa haka in the schools and the terea in the schools has, A, become all-pervasive and a cost to other things, but more particularly, it's buying into an ideology. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you do... Yeah. When you go to school in our day and you learnt an Irish folk song, you weren't taking a side in doing so on the basis of the troubles in Ireland. You were just learning yeah. a dance that was historical. When you go and along it's... to school now and do the kapahaka, you are buying into a whole lot of ideological baggage. And if you question it, you're racist. Right, yeah. like if you say, "Look, my son's not into that; he'd rather do X." You're racist, right? Or do you think we're over? You know, and, and and so what I now despise is that you're buy, you're having to buy in to the ideology. Yeah, well, that's coming down from that's coming down from the United Nations, and people people need of to recognise it that it's happening of in every country. Is. Australia is jumping yes. up and down at the moment because yes. they're getting they're getting made to make uh, now, their name wanna, places all different. So I want to understand now. Tell me, I know of two movies. We came here for freedom, which I absolutely loved. Tell me yeah. about that movie first. So we came here for Freedom Part One and Part Two is uh, Alistair Harding, 
um, yep. who who is a wonderful filmmaker, uh, and he made those two films, which are available readily online for people to watch. But also, he's taking screenings out. So, like at at the moment, he and uh, Samantha. Uh, Blanchard, who have who's got a, a movie called Silenced, which is about our friend Peter Williams coming out um, with uh, from the mainstream media and the story why he disappeared. Um, they're doing a double bill through the West Coast, so I'm helping publicise and set that up for them. So, so there, um, there's another movie, Silenced, yeah, and yep. that's about not just Peter Williams or just Peter Williams. Um, it's kind of about it's a about um science and academia and main yes. and mainstream media and how the narrative has shut down anyone who speaks up and it and it and it covers of course Peter leaving um yes. mainstream media now, this but it is also tricky. covers the doctors, etc. This is tricky for me because I find myself trapped in social media. So I, I go on and I follow people on Twitter and I absolutely love it. But I end up looking at Twitter in odd times and I have the attention span of a sort of mosquito. And I don't know what I've, you know, I don't know what I've seen and what I haven't. So I've seen this silence thing pop up and I've clicked on it and watched it and loved it. But I end up not knowing whether I watched a teaser, a trailer, the whole movie or whatnot, yeah. right? Because you sort of get distracted or you've got to take the kids somewhere. Yeah. Or something. So it's silence. Yeah, it's a 60-minute movie, Silence, yeah. And so you're yeah. putting that – can you watch that online? Yes, you can. If you go to silenced.co.nz yeah. and you can right. watch the movie there. So that's right. the place to watch the full movie if you want to go there. And um, then we've got We Came yeah. Here for Freedom, Freedom. which yeah. is a fabulous movie. Oh, man, every time I yeah. watch that, the emotion, the beauty of it, the wondrous of it, um, the reminder of it. It is, I mean, it's its just a wonderful movie of a historical point in time in the human spirit, and it makes you proud to be a Kiwi, whatever side yeah. you're on. Absolutely. And that's a part, it's a beautiful part, movie. One of, part one and two with that, which you can watch online at wecamehereforfreedom.com, I think that is. Um, and, yeah, so that's good. And then they're taking some screenings out. And then by the end so of So when August, you say you have to help us here, when you say you take a screening out, that comes to a local theatre near you. Yes, yes. So, um, and currently, I know you're that, going yep. down, currently you're going down the west coast of the South Island. And you might turn up. Where's your next screening? Okay, so we have a, I think there's a screening in Blenheim. I'm not sure of the location of that one because I'm just doing the West Coast ones. But the West Coast ones are the NBS Theatre um, in uh, in Westport on the 26th of August. And then that's a Saturday at 4.30pm. 4, 4 and then the next one is uh, at the Hokitika Regent Theatre on Sunday 27th. And both of those have got both film directors which are doing a Q&A afterwards. Wow. How mm. And, of course, chances are the whole audience are on board. So Not necessarily. Oh, really? Well, that's what we're, you know, I mean, that's that's why I put You're it hoping. into an ordinary theatre. So I'm hoping that some other ordinary pe people will come it's, because it's a documentary and, and see it. But it's going to be a wonderful experience because all the emotions are going to – it's like when you see a scary movie. It's one thing to watch it on your phone. 
it's another thing to watch it in a theater with other people jumping out of their seats scared. It sort of adds to the feeling of it, the emotion of it. So and the big see, screen. And the big screen and people around you and then chatting to them. It's going to be yeah. a wonderful night. Yeah, well, those sorts of things are always great brotherhood and sisterhood things. You know, we have yeah. a lot of Voices for Freedom members, et cetera, because yeah. we all are. And it's kind of a chance for us to come together and be reminded we're not alone in the world. So I love that element of it as well. Yeah. But I also hope that there's a few of the wobbly middle there, which are yeah. people that maybe know there's something wrong, but then they come and see that because it's a documentary mm. and they go, wow, that's not how it looked on mainstream media. And the Q&A with the directors would be something yes. else too. Which is really good. And then we've got the new film coming. Now, I'm going to get to the new film. How do I find out if those, that movie is coming to a theatre near me? Okay, so um, The River of Freedom, um, I'll just go No, to I'm looking there. at We Came Here for Freedom first. Oh, uh, We Came Here for Freedom? Okay. We how do I find here. out where that's okay. going to be? So if you go to wecamehereforfreedom.com. Yes. Yes. That is where you can watch both movies there and you can find out any information Great. there about We Came Here for Freedom. So Great. Well, I, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If it's coming anywhere within Kui of a theatre, travel to go and see it because it'll be a wonderful experience. Um, it, it's like watching documentaries of i don't know the wahini disaster the, yeah these are parts of history yeah, the, 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 the filmmakers documenting history the, you know the springbok tour no matter what side you're on it's still amazing to watch these epic christchurch earthquake documentary these are epic moments in history and yeah I also must mention um just one other movie and that's the silent no more memorial day so that people should people should look out for that on Rumble, um, and that's worth watching. That's more around vaccine injury, but it's it's yet another documentary. And then then we've got the new one that's so, coming. This so, big. Man, we've got some movie makers. Silent No fabulous. More and Silence, the two separate movies. The Silent No yes. More are the vaccine injured. Yeah, Memorial Day. Silent No it, More Memorial Day. Search it on Rumble. That's how you get that. Okay, on Rumble. And Rumble's an app. Um, yeah, Rumble's just a place, rumble.com, which is just a place where everything that got removed from YouTube went to Rumble. So yeah. Okay. Now that I can't believe again how moving I find we came here for and the music. Oh my yeah. god, the music. Um, it is so well put together and it just tears into your soul and the music, and the filmatography. Oh, my goodness. And now I have seen teasers for River of Freedom. Tell me, about, one, yep. tell me about River of Freedom. Uh, okay, so River of Freedom has been done by um, two leading New Zealand filmmaker people, um, one Gaylene Barnes, who's very well-known documentary maker, and Jared Conlon, uh, and they... Um, well, particularly Jared was mandated out of his film industry job because just like any other industry, people in the music industry and film industry were also mandated out of our jobs. Like I couldn't go and do shows in a theatre or perform in places. Um, and the same for filmmakers. They were kept out of the studio. And so this was a group of them, but they're really 
filmmaking was their their life, you know. Wow. So they and has wow. been their life and is their life. And they've put together. They went to the protest, um, and they've put together a documentary. It's it's like we came here to freedom. It's maybe just another step up in the whole filmmaking thing. And they've got and the music. They've got people like Eric Clapton on board, and right said Fred. Um, so big, you know, Jason Kerrison, myself, uh, Tobias Tahi. It just there's a huge list of fantastic musicians and you know, two big internationals that that gave their blessing to have their music in this film. Oh, my goodness. So that's, yeah, so that's really big. Uh, and there's a few surprises in it, um, which I, w- I won't tell because no, you've got to watch it to see it. Uh, uh, it's we're... not going to be online. It's going to be where Good. you have to go and see it in the theatre. Because you get and the they... full experience. And so you get, we're talk- yeah. you're on Reality Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. We're talking to the wonderful Ali Cook, and we're talking – the new movie coming out, we've been talking about the movie Silenced. We've been talking about the movie Silent No More. We've been talking about the movie We Came Here for Freedom, all of which you can watch online and you should. You can also see We Came Here for Freedom and Silence together in a theatre, hopefully somewhere close to you. It'll be coming up. And then we've got this new movie that's only to be seen in theatres. It's a movie movie. And I have seen, you can Google the trailer, I guess you'd call it. Yep. And we're talking to Ali Cook about this movie. So keep going. Tell me what, it's got some surprise in it. Tell us about the movie, River of Freedom. Yeah, so it's it's basically the journey of, of people who journeyed um, from the far north and the very bottom of the country and came together for Wellington and I guess River of Freedom is a play on uh you know Trevor Mellard's River of Filth that he called yeah. us all for being there. Um and if you want to get information on the movie you can go for riveroffreedom.nz so that's where you can actually find out where the site uh where the screenings will be. Um but we are having big three big premieres in Auckland, Christchurch and Wellington. And the beautiful side of this is I'm seeing it go into theatres and us able to get it in big venues and not be closed out because that's been something that's been an issue for any movies that are against that's the narrative. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, yeah. So we are having our, our on the uh, Tuesday, the 5th of uh, September, we are having the premiere at the Civic Theatre in Auckland. Uh, and so that's, you know, going to be fantastic. I'm going to put my glad rags on. I'm going to be there. Um, put my glad rags on, strut the stuff in the foyer, um, yeah. and, you know, like as you do at a movie premiere. Uh, and we've also got one in Christchurch and Hoyts on the next day on the 6th and then the Embassy in Wellington on the 7th. And that's the three premieres, which I hope people will turn out to in, in the major cities for those premieres. And um, that's going to be great to be there. And I, I think... You know, um, the more of this we do, the better. It's, it's very interesting, actually, Rodney. So I'm going to say this now. Um, we haven't really put it out to mainstream media because why would we sort of bother exactly. at the moment? But I did go to put it on Scoop, yep. which, as you know, is the place where mainstream media get all their press releases. Mm-hmm. It went up on Scoop, the press release did, and an hour later, it came down off scope, and I've got the Google captures that shows that it actually went on scope. So somebody probably went, get that off there. 
Oh <laughs> that's, what, that's what I that's what I think anyway. So and I have asked the editor of Scope and he's not answered me. I've asked him where it's gone and he's not answered. Isn't me, it so I, isn't it a terrifying thing? That, that art in, that can in be, 20, yeah. 2023 you can't announce a movie. Yeah. Like who this would is the level thought? of censorship we're going through. Who would have ever imagined it? And Scoop is a private organisation, a private news organisation. I mean, everyone sort of puts, it's like the public square for politics. Yeah, it's where you put your statements up, your press releases. And that should be the bastion of free speech in a democracy. And all you're doing is saying, hey, if you want to come along to a movie, which is being shown in the theatre near you, we're having a premiere, take it down. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh yeah, my so God. they, yeah, so they, you know, so they took it back down. So, like, to me, that's, you know, and they have the word independent up there. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like, uh, what was it that upset you? Was it Eric Clapton having his music in the film that really upset you? <laughs> or uh, was it, you know, what what was it actually? Yeah, was it that it had, um, you know, filmmakers from New Zealand that have ID, uh, IMBD profiles? Was that what upset you? I mean, I'm not sure. But anyway. Isn't um, it funny? We're supposed to be promoting. It is funny. It is funny. Now, We're supposed to be promoting bigger. the New Zealand movie making industry. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just a total, um, it's just for me as a publicist, it's a real kind of like, it's a real sign that they're still censoring everything. You would have never, in your life as a publicist, you would never have imagined anything like this. Well, what's been interesting, actually, not only as a publicist, but as a tour promoter, I've been out around the country and I've got um, a show coming in November with Celebrating the Seekers with Keith Potcher, who's a founding member of the Seekers. I love Um, the Seekers. Yeah, and I've got uh, and I've got the New Zealand Highwaymen back out on the road again. Mm. And, you know, what's been really interesting is uh, I'm out there as a promoter buying, buying advertising. And I mean, I gotta say it, and I'll say it. Every bone in my body hates giving those people any money after what yes. they've done, right? Yes. So, but what I'm noticing is, we don't get the same things. Like you used to spend three or five grand on your on your on your music project, whatever it was, you know, say on a tour, and you would get an interview with such and such, and you get on air giveaways of tickets, and you get all of that, right? All of that stopped. It's not there anymore. You can't get it now. It's, so you're getting less bang for your buck because for me, buying the 30-second adverts was actually worth it for the interviews that you got, for the on-air giveaways that you got, etc. And that is because once upon a time, the biggest advertiser for these people was, you know, Maccas or whatever it was, whatever firm it was, big firms, they were the main advertisers and we were moderate advertisers, right, that did things like advertising your music concerts. Well, now the biggest advertiser is the government. That's who they get most of their money off. And they've actually become non-caring about their advertisers. And that's what, you know, and now I'm going, you know what, Um, you're not giving me the same bang for buck that you were and I'm giving you more money and you're not giving me that bang for buck. So now I'm actually taking the budget and I'm giving it to little independent community newspapers and 
I'm looking for places I they're can going to die, and, aren't they? You know, I'm going to start. Uh, you know, I'm starting to take my money away because I'm going. Well, you're not giving me what you were, so I'm going to take that advertising budget that I've got on that tour, and I'm going to use it in other ways that don't give you money because mm. you're not doing. You know, you're not doing me the service as an advertiser. So yeah. Very much as a publicist, the way they're actually, you know, censoring things, but also the way they're not giving the advertiser the things they used to because the government has been funding them and funding them to extraordinary amounts of money. I mean, I was looking at some OIAs yesterday. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, 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 on the amount of money oh, actually yes. spent on the whole COVID advertising thing. Um, oh, it's yes. actually really, really phenomenal. Look at this. Here we are. Um, 45, I've got 45 million here. 45 million, 586,004 expenditure on the vaccination campaign and advertising total to June 2022. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then. Uh, 45 the million yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah, the advertising, website, transactions, printing, blah, 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 blah. There's 45 million right there. And then all costs. This is um, campaign costs, advertising, uh, da, 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 da. And this one is campaign to November 2022, Unite Against COVID campaign, 99, yeah, 99. Is it 99 million? No, that's 99,000 just on that bit, but 45 million down there. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's when, like, you know what I mean? Just when they, totally, when they turn yeah. up to stuff to place an ad, stuff would just hit them with top dollar, right? Oh, yeah, there'd be no discount there. They'd be no. paying top. They'd be paying top what we call rate card rate. You know, yeah. they won't be getting any discount. They'll be, they they'll be charging. So people go on about the public journalism fund, but that's peanuts in yes. comparison to the advertising money yes. from the government. Peanuts. And what comparison. we're going to see is when all that dries up, which it must, stuff is just going to close its doors. Yeah, absolutely. They're not going to survive it because, well, first of all, the public has no faith in them because they've tried to ram lies down the public's throat and yeah. they don't they don't necessarily accept um what they, you know, they don't necessarily accept well, it. You know what I mean? They're, they're, just like, they're uninteresting. You know, it's that great thing about there's no humour or humanity in the newspapers now. You know, they're just yeah. preachy, 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 preachy. Yeah, and, and thinking, I noticed that, and I noticed that, because even with my thing, because I've been outspoken, I use other publicists to yes. do certain work. Yes. So, um, so they go in, and it's, and it's, and it, and, they're not controversial like me, and um, they have the same. They mm. have the same problems getting things over the line. Now it's like they don't want to. They don't want to actually print anything that's just a straight out human interest story anymore, or a music event, or a you know. They just don't. They they're very very thin on that. Well, when you're into wokeism, um, you don't. You have to be cautious. There's all these taboos of what you can and can't do. And then you've sort of got to be thinking ahead right? because you're thinking, oh, in five years' time, this might be what they use that word problematic. And so it just drains the life out of any creativity or interesting writing style or any 
been oh, a con- controversy. That was going a while ago, though. Like I yes. noticed about 10 years ago that yes. when social media came in, there was this lazy journalism creeping in where they would go in and, and uh, actually like troll somebody's post and take a comment and then give it as their comment in the media rather than getting on the phone, tracking the person and actually interviewing them. I started Mm. to see that coming in. And that's just like lazy journalism. It was like Mm. this new generation of young journalists that grew up in a world of social media. Instead of actually picking up the phone and tracking down the person and talking to the person in person and interviewing them, they'd find their social media, grab a quote off their social media. And I had that happen to me when my son had a serious car accident and I was in Australia. And this reporter at Stuff, this was years before COVID, um, this reporter at Stuff actually went and saw, uh, grabbed a post off my Facebook page and then put up this thing, you know, did a sensational Ellie Cook's away on tour and her son's been injured in a car accident, you know. And then I had like all these comments from people going I was a bad mother because I wasn't coming home and like all this sort of stuff. He never bothered to try to call me. He had my number. He'd actually, I'd actually put a number of famous people at him for interviews. And all he did was he went and grabbed the comment off my Facebook page. And I went at him and I said, hey, that was bad journalism. You had my phone number. You could have rung me up and asked me about my son. And you didn't. You actually just took, you made a sensational little thing for the Sunday Star Times and you whacked up Facebook comments, I expect more out of you than more lazy journalism. I I was reminded at the weekend of uh, an experience which was on the deep end for me and caused havoc for me, and it was um, a gossip columnist for the Herald on Sunday, as it was in Rachel Glucina, and I'd had a cup of coffee with an ex-colleague of mine who was married with a child, female, at 10 o'clock in the morning. And that became, I got rung about it by the gossip columnist, and it became a story that I had a late-night dinner with this woman. I went out to the toilet and came back with my shirt unbuttoned to show off my chest, right? And clearly it was working because this young woman was sporting a sparkly diamond ring, you know, which I had her husband had given her years before. And we were clinking wine. I didn't drink. And um, it was all good, right, that I was engaged to this mystery woman. And she rang me about it before it went to be published. And I said, look, here's the lady's number, right, ring her. She's married with a child, right? This is the most ridiculous thing. You know what she said to me? It's just gossip. It doesn't have to be true. Oh. And printed it. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. can you and imagine I mean, the carnage it gives for your family, your friends? Everyone's ringing me up. Some are congratulating me, and some are, some are um, abusing me. And oh like my, my immediate family don't want to know what the hell is going on. Um my partner at the time was a little upset. <laughs> I can imagine. Wife... <laughs> I can I can imagine. And it's uh, like yeah. they just didn't care. No. Anyway, I want to stop there and ask you this. How would you describe this new movie 
River of Freedom? Uh, I would say that it was a, a, a beautiful journey uh, of some filmmakers who um, were present and filmed the entire convoy and the protest and told the story for the future of New Zealand so that in years to come, instead of looking back and trolling through old newspapers, they'll be able to watch this movie and see what really happened in the protest and occupation at Parliament. And How um, wonderful. It's, yeah, it, it's a true a true recollection um, and there are some interesting surprises in it. And um, I think it's told cinematically beautiful, um, you know, uh, just will world-class filmmakers and cinematographers and things involved and just and and having you know the music of Eric Clapton there you know and the music of Right Said Fred and 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 the music of all the musicians and our own Tobias um, our New Zealand that's right your own Tobias and all of us that stood up because like Jason Kerrison and myself and Tobias and many of the other um, musicians in the country that stood up you know we 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 withstood a lot as well. We were mandated out of our business. We were shunned by our peers. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I had I had um, someone that I'd worked with remove the songs that we did together from Spotify and call um, me going to Parliament with Jason Kerrison's sedition. Um, and so, like, I'm not going to name that person, no. but that person had been a friend of mine for 30 years and... No longer, speaks, oh, no longer speaks to me. Um, and so, you know, I was really shunned for standing up. And and even when I said to them, my son's vaccine damaged, I'm going there for my son, it was just like straight over their heads. It was like their empathy button was gone. That was like the child that they'd known, that they'd seen me give birth to and raise was injured with a heart condition and it was like they just didn't even care. We need, uh, so, we need a process of truth and reconciliation like at the end of World War II or at the end of the apartheid yeah. regime because we've still got um, at a personal level those things to work through and it's not about yes. who won and who was right or who was wrong. It's actually about recognising we had our differences and getting a way to go forward. Um, and like we have this with family members. And, yeah. Um, um, well, I'm lucky and, I don't really have that. So I was lucky. Yeah, with and that. then we have this. Um, I have got a total mistrust of authority, experts, and the medical profession. You know, like I yep. just don't. I have no Same. respect. I I'm have scared no respect. to go near a doctor. I mean, I'm all right with our doctor um, yeah. because he's really good. But um, I've, I've, the hospitals are filled with people who were willing to put the government yes. narrative ahead of their patients. And that That's is right. scary to me and because now I don't – yep. Yeah, walk, walk away, away from, from the oath. Hippocratic Oath. That's I right. Am talking, yeah. I've been talking to that wonderful force of nature, Ali Cook, who I've come to love and adore. And I have been brought into her orbit by RCR Radio, and I feel very blessed and her son is in my prayers because he's one of the tragic vaccine injured. And as you know, I'm a single issue voter. I'm voting for the vaccine injured for there to be a truth, for there to be an inquiry. Ali Cook has got the petition before Parliament, which I love 
I love that petition and I love the work that her and Linda have Linda Wharton have put into it because it is an amazing piece of work. And I didn't know that we have that Facebook Prime Minister's little authoritative minions had to be quickly deleting because she mentioned vaccine injured and it, anyone let me know. And most importantly, we have the movie coming, The River of Freedom. And it wasn't Trevor Mallet, of course. I didn't want to correct you, Ali. It was Michael Wood. Oh, yes. Who said The River of Filth. Um, I'll never forgive that little twerk. A nasty thing to say about New Zealanders. Uh, a nasty thing to say about even one New Zealander, let alone a great many thousands of New Zealanders, thousands of who are citizens in a democracy who don't need to be abused by those who want us to vote for them. Um, I can promise you I won't be voting for anyone in our parliament. No, um, I, I have a hashtag for that, Rodney. Yes. It's called hashtag no vote, no vote for the five and the hive. Oh, perfect. No, <laughs> and, I put I it, I, and I put it on everything. Hashtag no vote for the five and the hive because none of those five parties in the hive, none of them stood up for you while you were losing your jobs no. and your families were being no. injured and, and killed. In and they abused cases. us. So that's it. Us. The River yeah. of Freedom, go to it. I would love, I'm actually thinking in my mind whether I can get to one of those um, premieres because they they will be such an event. Thank you, Ali. Thank you for all that you do on our behalf. Thank you for your good work. Thank you for your humour, your cheer. Thank you for your music. Thank you for promoting the movies. Thank you for the petition. Thank you for being such a great mum. Thank you for being such a great friend. You're a wonderful, wonderful human being. This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. You're on Really Check Radio. Please send us a text, 2057. Email me at inbox at realitycheck.radio. Thank you so much for listening. This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m.